Welcome to the Maximus Podcast. Your host, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today, we are sponsored by the Ladder Team app. By the Ladder Team app, I mean us. We have collaborated and consulted and partnered with the Team Ladder app to bring you uh, what is going to be your best bet for online training in 2021, 2022 and all the years that this thing goes forward. You can have access to it at ladder.fit forward slash team Maximus. I will spell that out. L-A-D-D-E-R dot F-I-T forward slash team Maximus. What this thing will give you, it will give you programming from Joe and I. It's not some cookie cutter thing. We are going to be entering the programming uh, every week according to the needs of our community. You will have access to Joe and I, a lot more access than you get. The podcast is very one-sided. It's just a couple of goofballs talking, but you will have access to us to ask us questions, to communicate with us. We can do video chats. Uh, There's going to be a huge group of like-minded people who are just hell-bent on getting better uh, and bettering each other. Uh, And there's going to be a lot of fun other things associated with it. So so get to ladder.fit forward slash team Maximus, uh, put in your email. This thing launches on January 25th. So, uh, get, you know, get your name in yeah, now. You'll get I'm a pretty excited about that. That's, that's actually this coming Monday. So step up. Yes. All right. So there's our sales pitch. We got to pay the bills and uh, might as well pay ourselves when we pay the bills. Today, Joe, uh, man, I, I just really want to talk about accountability. Right, that's a good one. That, that, that's actually I, something that that's uh, uh, topical, you know, with all the political yeah, upheaval I, in, the, in the U.S. We got we got a new president today. We're recording this on Inauguration Day. So that just went down. So I think accountability is a good topic. Yeah. And I, I feel that it's important because I feel there's a bunch of things that are happening in the society right now. We can we can go from a, a 30,000 you know, foot view to, to dialing in on all these things. But I feel there's a big lack of accountability. Mm-hmm. I feel like we live in an age where everyone wants to blame each other for their problems. Oh yeah. And then with that, there's a lot of hypocrisy. I have a problem with something you do. And then I go do the exact same thing you mm-hmm. know, you see that in politics a lot. The, 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 the stuff that the right cries about the stuff, the left's crying about. And it's like, guys, you're doing the same thing to each other. Like you just need, someone needs to take the high road here and just try to work together The other thing, and I think this is the most important thing with accountability, because people don't have a lot of accountability for themselves, they don't hold other people accountable. I keep hearing people make excuses for other people's bad behavior. And it's, it's come to a point where if you are a person, Joe, who holds boundaries, you're a bad person. Yeah. People be like, Like how dare you, right? Awkward people like they don't like enforcing a boundary on somebody else because yeah. they feel bad. And there's always an amends there or not an amends, I guess an excuse. Well, Joe does this cause he doesn't know any better. He didn't mean it like that. No, he did mean it like that. Like it, there's, so there, there's a huge lack of this in society and you're the bad guy. I was having a talk with somebody the other day that couldn't get their training life in order. They were getting pulled in all kinds of different directions because they can't say no. And it reminded me of one of my favorite quotes. No, because I don't want to is an acceptable reason to not do anything. Hmm. I shouldn't have to explain anything to you. Think about, think about drinking. 
you know, and for, for those of you that are listening, you could probably relate to this. Go to a bar or a club or a dinner with your friends and try being the only person that doesn't have a drink. Watch what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And watch what happens when you say no. People really, really, really do not want to accept it. Like somehow the fact I'm not having a beer or not having a whiskey or not having a whatever, Joe, severely affects your ability to enjoy a meal with me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where I think this whole thing comes from, you know, like me making an excuse for another person is a way to justify the excuse in my own mind. You know what I mean? So if you come to me and you're like, oh, I can't believe the way this person's behaving, uh, you know, I, I can I can throw that. Well, I mean, maybe maybe they're busy. Maybe they got, you know, maybe it's their kids. Maybe it's whatever other excuses I've heard that I have yet to, to actually find a solution to. Yep. You know, and, and it's not it's not coming from that place of like trying to help the other person. It's more it's it's selfish, you know, yeah. like my making the excuse for the other person makes it easier for me to allow that excuse into my life and then makes it more difficult for me to do anything about the excuses that I have. For sure. But it's it starts to really infect people. And because I guess we're fitness guys, especially when it comes to fitness, it starts to um and I'm, I'm actually shouldn't even say fitness here, Joe, because I think it's more about wellness because I think being fit is a relative term. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I ask you, if you're fit, you're going to say fit for what or fit compared to who yeah. it's not. You're just always fit. Like being fit to play O line in the NFL is very different than being fit to be a competitive gymnast. Yeah. Very, or very different from, from, you, you know, being fit to be a competitive gamer. Mm-hmm. or being fit to be a, a competitive dancer, like whatever that measure is. But I think that this relates more to wellness and people's ability to practice self-care because there's too many things that get in the way, too many people that try to drag them down, too many negative voices, too much, uh, what I'll call just as a blanket term, societal pressure. Right, yeah. You know, I was reading something today how there's this pressure on people to always be positive as if it's not okay to be negative anymore. Mm-hmm. That, that can start to, you know, to be an issue when you start hearing all these outside voices. Yeah. I mean, really? And, and I think there, there's, it feels like the right thing to say you should never be negative. You know, it's like, there's no place for anger at all, but I, I feel like there is a place for anger. There's a time and a place for anger. And the other issue that people really struggle with is motivation. And I always feel like anger is very motivating. And so if you've got someone who's in a negative space, it's like they're very highly motivated and maybe they're just misapplying that energy. Yep. You know, like something has gotten under their skin. Something is pissing them off and maybe they haven't quite figured it out yet. But again, you know, making it making other people feel bad for getting hoofed up about something like that's never going to work. That's kind of like saying, just calm down. You're upset. Calm down. Oh, yeah. Why didn't I think of that? You know, like stop being angry. Oh, yeah. Everything's better now. You know, it's the same as being like, stop being so depressed. Like, oh, well, if it was that easy. But maybe maybe sometimes. And here's an interesting thought, but maybe you should be a little angry or depressed at times. I think so. Like there, There is that. I do feel that pressure because I come from a small town of eighteen hundred people. Mm-hmm. I feel the pressure to be nice to people. I yeah. feel like it, it's it's funny. I have a hard time unfollowing people on Instagram because I'm scared I'm going to hurt the feelings. <laughs> Even if I don't know the person, like if someone sends me a message back, like, Hey, why did you unfollow me? It like gets me a little bit and it shouldn't yeah. like, I'd like to tell you, I really don't care all the time, but there are times that I do. And I know you care too. 
mm-hmm. stuff people say can get to me. Uh, you know, a common thing for me is people will always send me DMs like, why do you go after haters? Why do you let it bug you? Because it fucking bugs me. When yeah. People come on my page and say negative shit. Like, yeah. and, and, and sometimes like I, I want to, I know all the, 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 I'll say the bullshit I preach on my Sunday sermons, like take the high road. You'll never regret it. Memorize the address of like being a good person. Uh, always say the right thing, but people just need to tell it like it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, and that, I, it, there's a difference between like living in the negative and, and allowing yourself to be in that, that default failure mode. You know, if you automatically go into a situation assuming the negative all the time, like you're not seeing the positive, there's no balance there. And so it's it's important to to stay positive, to work on being positive. You know, um, uh, we were talking about this the other day. You know, if you you receive criticism from somebody who's on your team, from somebody who's trying to be you know successful with you, uh, it can still hurt. But you kind of have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, clearly, they're not here to, to ruin me or to hold me back. Like, we're all trying to make each other better. And so it makes that criticism a little easier to take, even if it's worded poorly. Because yep. you know, sometimes yeah, that's how communication comes. So you, you have to train yourself to be positive. You know, the, the green light therapy, you know, putting the dots all over everything. Really, really key piece of that is resetting yourself into a more, I'm more likely to see a positive thing. But we know that there's a time and a place for, for being angry about something too. And it, you can't vilify that. You can't say, you know, I, I don't get angry lightly. You know what I mean? I don't take, take a big issue. Take racism. Racism should make you furious. You know what I mean? Like you should get angry about racism. Uh, if you're not, I kind of feel like there's something wrong with you. Yeah. You know, I can understand that, but then there's a judgment on other people too. Right. Like, you know, they're, they're like, as a whole thing, like if you don't post a black square in your Instagram, you're somehow automatically not a good human. Yeah. Right. It's problematic at all when people don't know, but to, to circle back to the accountability thing and the criticism that you, you you could get levied from a team. One of the things I think people have a hard time with is maybe you deserved the criticism. Yeah. Like people have a really hard take, you know, a hard time when they're called lazy. Yeah. When they're called like, you're not a good teammate. You're not, maybe you're not being a good teammate. Maybe you are lazy. Maybe you are. Let's call it what it is. I had a talk with a person from my gym. They claim they want to get better. Mm-hmm. They claim they want to improve. They claim they're really ready to do the thing in 2021 that last year they were up and down, but this year they are committed. What are we? The third week in January. Mm-hmm. They missed every day last week. And then I said, did you do your homework you're supposed to do? Well, no, but I'm committed. You couldn't find 10 minutes a day. Uh-huh. Maybe I could have found 10. Okay. You are not committed. You're lazy or you don't want to get better or you don't care about yourself or you're self-sabotaging, but let's call it what it is and have some accountability around it versus the excuse that this is just happening to me. You, you, you talked about on a bigger picture in 2020, how, when the pandemic came here, because I'd have no idea when everyone's getting the vaccine or people are going to take it or what's going to get another lockdown, but you had a choice. You could take it on the chin and and you could just curl up in a ball and and eat Doritos and watch TV and order Mm -hmm. Uber eats and get fatter and lazier and do nothing and complain. Or 
you could pivot. That was a big word in 2020. Mm. You could learn a new skill. You could adapt. You could evolve. You could make a change. Well, that I, was I, 100% <laughs> a choice. Yeah. And I'm going to point out, uh, let's just assume everybody, and I know this isn't going to happen, but let's assume everybody goes out, gets the vaccine, the virus like is gone. And now it's like, hey, we can all get back to normal. And whatever it's going to do, they're going to throw a big party. They're going to have all their friends over. Everybody's going to reconnect. It's going to be beautiful. And then they're going to fall back into the same patterns they were in before the pandemic. And even though they went through this trying time where like they had to work on like, can I get workouts in at home? Can I improve my nutrition at home? Can I do all of this stuff? Now that we're back to quote unquote normal, it's going to be back to having a gym membership you don't use. Back to eating with reckless abandon, back to the normal getting together with the friends and drinking on the weekends. And you're still not going to make progress. And I'm not making an excuse. I'm, I'm calling that out from a place of like it actually angers me, as we've been talking about. And I want people to recognize that that's the trap. That's the likely future unless they actually do something now. So if you've made that that New Year's resolution and you've already fallen off. Like you got to get back on right now. You don't just call the whole year off. Exactly it. I'm actually looking for something that uh, Ben Fleischman posted, but I can't find it right now. Oh, here we go. Ready? When we talk about adapting. Yep. Taxis didn't like Uber. Banks didn't like Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Hosts didn't like Airbnb. Blockbuster didn't like Netflix. Innovation is rarely leaked. but the moral of the story adapt or die because when's the last time you used a taxi instead of an uber when's the last time you know you actually went to a bank because a lot of people and, and, and bitcoin might be a stretch because i don't think a lot of people are using bitcoin i mean there's a lot but not everybody but i can't remember the last time i paid with something with a check it's venmo zen on a blockbuster I, I i mean i remember used to that used to be a thing in my life go to the blockbuster and pick out a movie now yeah. it's like i wouldn't even know how to get how do you get a physical copy of a movie now can you or do you just like stream it like you it's, know, that's, it's funny that you mentioned that i actually went on amazon looking for uh, an album like i actually wanted the physical like cd and they're hard to find like it, it and pricey because it's not like they're in print anymore so like what happened to all the the record stores you know what i mean yep so i mean my my kind of point to saying that is like, you know, there's a lot of companies that just refuse to adapt and they died. Yeah. But there's got to be some level of accountability there. Cause I feel like if you're a C level executive at Blockbuster, you're responsible for that business failing. I mean, here's another one. How the hell did Toys R Us fail? Yeah. Like you would think with distribution with stores with like, they just refused to play the online game and they got put out of business. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some accountability there. They weren't just victims of the online movement. Yeah. But I promise you, everyone who worked there will pass the buck and not blame themselves. Yeah. No, you refused. You, you talked about lifetime. We're going to stick our head in the sand and we're going to be the last ship sailing. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's one strategy. But like, what are you doing in the meantime? You know, like I, it frustrates me that that there's this this notion that it's just going to be over i don't think this is the last pandemic that we're going to face you know this definitely isn't the last issue that's going to come up you know it's not like the global environment is getting better right now like i feel like we're in for a bumpy ride moving forward and like i'd rather be prepared for that and not need to have been prepared for that than to need to be prepared for that and get killed 
Yeah. One of the, one of the other things interesting going forward, pandemic or no pandemic, uh, Justin Trudeau had said something about this and I think it was taken out of context. I don't know the whole story behind it, but he said something to the effect of this is a way to take part in the new global economy. People were like, oh, they're using the pandemic as like a, a way yeah. to like, you know, reset the global economy and blah, 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 blah. Conspiracy theory aside, people don't want, there's a certain group of people that don't want things to change. And I use something as simple as curbside delivery at a grocery store. Yeah. That did not just get invented with the pandemic. That was on its way. Mm-hmm. In fact, a lot of stores already had it. I just didn't use it. Like I remember the first day when Amazon bought, uh, Whole Foods, I, it might not have been the first day, but I, I showed up and there was these Amazon lockers. And then there were parking spots where you mm-hmm. would park and you would text a number and your stuff would go. Like this stuff was all in place anyways. And it's happening whether we like it or not. So this whole idea that the pandemic is solely responsible for people working at home, that was coming anyway. Yeah. It might have sped it up a couple of years. But Joe, that was coming anyway. Mm-hmm. The whole idea that movie theaters were, they've been dying for years. Yeah. This isn't yeah, a have. new thing. You know, um, there's a whole thing in the music industry, how the music industry was wiped out by the internet. Not true. CD sales were wiped out by the internet. Yep. But MP3 hey, it's weird. We still MP4, have musicians. <laughs> and they still actually maybe they have the platforms to release it themselves now Yeah, onto iTunes. Like you don't, you don't have to sign a shitty record deal and be stuck for eight albums anymore. You can release it yourself or you can go yeah. viral on YouTube. Yeah. So it's just, things are changing anyway and everything is going online. You know what I mean? As, yeah. as far as I, now I might be wrong here, Joe, but I feel like Amazon was around before the pandemic. Is yeah. that true? Or yeah, did they, they just were. start when COVID? <laughs> they just, they just some innovation thing. <laughs> This is where this is where things are going. I was ordering stuff through the mail, like Dollar Shave Club. Yeah, you could get that through the mail or Harry's or whatever you want to do. You could get. I remember when Amazon uh, did their, um, they were doing a pilot project where you got little sensors that you would put. I don't even know whatever happened to it, but you'd like basically put the sensor down and you'd put your laundry detergent on top of it. It would sense when your laundry detergent was low and get you a new one. Oh, yeah. There's washing yeah. machines. To do this. There's tea. Like this stuff is coming, whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. you can sit around and blame the pandemic and hope things just go back to the 1960s and that you have to do all your business in person, but it's not like that anymore. Yeah, that's and true. And I'll tell you, even if this thing went away tomorrow, there's a lot of companies that are not renewing their lease mm-hmm. because they found people are more productive from home. It's cheaper. Like how much money do you think a big business saves worldwide in rent a month? Well, think about having to build a skyscraper to house your facility. You know, my uh, my buddy works over at uh, Best Buy Corporate and he's pretty much just been working from home and there hasn't really been any change in productivity. And the, the, the higher ups at corporate realized like we've got this big building it's cool what they built is amazing it's super cool uh if you ever get a chance to go in there it's like a like a theme park to like future technology um and they, and they host like uh like big events there like they could have like comic cons and stuff there but they, they've got all this space um but they're like yeah we're just not using it and so they actually leased it out to like some banks and it's like this this thing that used to cost you know cost them a ton of money and maintenance which they could justify by saying, well, yeah, but we need the physical space. Suddenly they've realized like, this is actually a way that we can make a little extra money. 
you know, and, and hats off to them because during this pandemic, they also decided that if you work at Best Buy, your minimum wage is 15 bucks an hour. We don't care what the federal government says. Nice. Like, we're not going to pay you less than that. So there's a company that's looking at things saying like, well, what can we do? Right. But that goes back. And I feel like we've got way away from accountability. <laughs> well, it, it's it's all related because the, the, the next part of that is, well, then why hasn't everyone else figured it out? You know, and, and, they're, and, and just like we started with, people are going to make excuses for like the other stores that can't figure out how to pull that together. Well, how we, we can't figure out how to pay our people minimum or, wage. Well, why not? Or at the same time, they'll blame Best Buy for being successful. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, exactly. like as if their ability to adapt gave them an unfair advantage. Yeah. No, we, like, well, why would you be mad at us? Like, you know, if you're Netflix, we didn't do anything to Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and here's the other thing with accountability. I know Netflix has lost a little bit in market share because other companies are coming up with stuff and people are like, oh, this is unfair. This is great. Make me better content. Yeah. You can go make better shows like because, like, you know, you love The Witcher, right? Yeah. And I don't know how many of your listeners watch The Witcher, but if you like that show, you can get it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't get it on Amazon. And, and, and I run into this with people all the time where it's like, well, now instead of cable, like I used to just pay 10 bucks a month for Netflix. And now I have to pay 10 bucks for Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and Disney. And, uh, you know, what, what is this? The Peacock that just came out on NBC, which I guess is free. But it's like, why do I need all these different streaming platforms? It's like you don't need them. That, that's the whole thing is you don't desperately need them. If you love Marvel, then you're going to want to go with the Disney one. If you love Witcher, then you're going to want to go with Netflix. If you can't live without both, you're going to have to be willing to pay Here's for it. Thing. So what's it worth to you? If you don't like it, don't buy it. Yeah. Nobody I mean, says you nobody says you have to have all of these things. You could live without it. There's lots of people that live without any of those. Like you could be one of those if you wanted to. So it's your choice. It's it's kind of like when uh I go back and forth on the social media thing. And politically, I think I'm like a leftist at times. And then politically, I think like I'm a, like a staunch conservative. It depends on like the question you ask me. I think I'd be very confusing to people if we had a talk on politics, Joe. Yeah. Cause I'm very like, I'm, I'm. Say I think, in the middle, I, I, think I, I think what we would refer to that as actually normal. <laughs> That's how most people like, are. Right. But, but like I can be very libertarian in ways even. And then other yeah. ways, I think people can get some help. Like it's just, I'm all over the place. People are confused when they talk to me, but with the social media thing, there's two things I want to bring up with accountability. One, I remember uh, Lindsey Graham asking like Mark Zuckerberg, like, this is so unfair uh, that, that Facebook does this. What's my option. If I don't have Facebook, don't have a fucking Facebook pal. Yeah. No one said you need, you don't need one. And if you feel that strongly about it, put some restrictions on it. Like you did the cable companies or the phone networks. Like yeah. if you, if you, you know, don't go blaming Facebook. There's a double accountability thing there where people were horrified that Facebook was selling their personal information or had access to it. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Did you read like, the, the little thing when you clicked to create your account? Did you actually look yeah, at no, it? Like you, it's okay, in there. Of course you didn't. You <laughs> scrolled down as fast as you could and didn't read it. But like, I'm very aware that everything I put on Instagram may be public property or people mm -hmm. may see it. I'm not a victim. If I, if I, if that gets sold. And by yeah. the way, don't have an Instagram. Don't do it. Don't like, there's that. So forward Trump got his Twitter taken away. Yeah. Great. You know, on the one side, I don't think a company like Twitter should be doing that from a business decision perspective. 
because it's a slippery slope. Who do you cut off? Who do you not cut off? Who do you? And by the way, when they did cut him off, they lost like an astronomical amount of money in shares yeah. and business. So the people spoke and they, they lost some money at the other side of it though, as a private company, I really have no business telling them how to run their business. You know, Brad Lee's a guy I listen to sometimes and he did an interesting thing. He, uh, he was talking about his platform. He built Lightspeed. He's like, if you go post some shit about your Instagram about killing puppies, I'm going to shut your service off. Mm-hmm. It's my service. I will shut you down because I don't like you killing puppies. It was a really funny analogy because it's something we can all agree yeah, is yeah. horrifically evil, right? But it's like, if you want to go talk like that, I'm going to shut you down. And I can because I'm a private platform. I don't want anyone telling me what to do. I can shut you down because I don't like your face. Well, I'll tell you, you can have a private platform. You can build, build an app. You can you can learn how to do programming. You can build an app. You can work out a deal with like Amazon to have your own servers and you could create your own thing. But like every time you got to rely on someone else, you got to play by their rules. If you want to use Amazon servers, you got to agree to their terms and conditions. So if you really want it, like you could build your own server, you could build your whole own thing and be the only person on your platform and only let who you want. And but you got to do all the work from the ground up. Yeah. And that's that's a ton of work. And I guess it just isn't worth it to these people that just want to go on Twitter and say whatever they want to say without repercussions. But it's accountability when people get their account banned. Like I got my account banned. This is so unfair. No, it's a, it's a private business. Yeah. Like I admit that it would suck if I got banned by Instagram or Twitter, but I really try to pay attention to their terms of service. I don't want to get banned. And if I don't like it, there's a, there, I can go anywhere. Well, and there, let's, let's be real. Like most of the terms of service on these things aren't unreasonable. It's like, nope. don't talk about hurting and killing people. Like no bullying. Like why, why should that be hard? Well, but I want to bully. That's what I, I hear when these people are complaining, you know? You know what this reminds me of when I was mm. a cop? Because this happens too. Well, you banned his account, but here's 20 other accounts that do this. It's like when I was a cop and 30 people are speeding and I would pull one over. Yeah. And they're like, well, all these other people were speeding. Well, unfortunately, I could only pull over one and it was you. Like, yeah. It's not, by the way, and here's where it's back to accountability. You were still speeding. I don't want to yeah. hear what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Like I've got you clocked. You are guilty. Yeah. Well, people drink and drive all the time. Why are you picking on me? Cause you swerved in front of me and like crashed into a light pole. <laughs> but there was like four other people ahead of me that left the bar too. Cool. You were guilty and you did this thing as well. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a saying just cause everyone else is doing it doesn't make it right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and like you said, this, the, the whole point of this is that sense of accountability. It's like, I'm not here to talk about their behavior. I'm here to talk about your behavior. You and I are having the conversation. So their behavior is irrelevant to this whole thing right now. Like, here we are. It's, were you or the, were you not speeding? I was. Here's your ticket. You know, yeah, like, it's, it's, like, sorry. sorry. And could I have given you a break? Yup, but I didn't. Sorry about your luck. You don't like go to court like you have an option. So my point is people get all worked up about this. Now, it's interesting with the Twitter thing, though, Joe. Because a lot of the people that were, well, Twitter, Twitter has a right as a private business to shut down Trump's Twitter. Yeah, they do. Yeah. All right. That, that's like a Democratic thing. Democrats are saying. Mm-hmm. Same time. 
you can't argue that private businesses can run their business however they want. <laughs> and then go and put all these coronavirus restrictions on them. Like you have to, that's what I mean. There's no accountability from the left or the right. Yeah. It's like, well, no, private businesses should be able to do whatever the hell they want. Cool. Then why aren't they? Yeah. Like there's just a thing there that people refuse to be accountable. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, again, accepting accountability means that you have to admit you did something, you know? So how does this relate to you in your life? You need to find a way to be more accountable. And I'm going to yeah. say, Joe, if you failed your goals, because we'll try to close this up with a nice bow if we can, because we've been yeah. all over the place. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we should call this shit random junk, but I feel like if you haven't achieved your goals, it's probably the number one reason I could say it's because you didn't work hard enough. And that would be true. Yeah. But there's a, but you, there's, there's a deeper reason. Like, why not? Like, why didn't you work hard? I, and it goes, deeper. I could say it's because you didn't care. I could mm -hmm. say it's, you didn't have the tools. Really? It's because you didn't hold yourself accountable. That's it. When you missed that workout, you made an excuse for it instead of doing the right thing. Yeah. You chose to play your Xbox or your gaming system versus going to work out. You chose to do something else. Like it was just, it's an accountability problem, not one of these multitude of other excuses people make up. That's it. Just hold yeah. yourself accountable. Like if you say you're going to do something, I mean, we could, we could give people some rules, but A, if you say you're going to do something, do it. B, make your talk consistent with your actions or your actions consistent with your talk, however you want to, you want to word that three don't make excuses that would solve 99 percent. oh and get a like-minded community of people that hold you accountable there you go like because you, you, you it's this. like I, I was just talking with somebody the other day about this like uh we were talking about uh running a business on instagram and it was like trying to understand how everyone sees you as a person is like the hardest thing it's so much easier for you to look at someone else and tell them how everyone else sees them but like yep. putting yourself like you cannot see what other people see. And so yep. you need somebody else who's looking at your thing, who understands what you're trying to do to help give you an idea of what other people are seeing. Like you need that community for that reason, because you might be screwing up left and right and just be completely oblivious to it. You might think you're working hard because you're doing, you know, 20 pushups a day when really you should be doing 50. And you need somebody who's looking at that being like, well, that's not very much. You know what I mean? That's, it's not that intense of a workout program. You're capable of so much more. Then you recognize you got to do that. Now, in order for that to work, you got to be willing to to step into that and be vulnerable to that. So you need to have some trust and some faith. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we have a like-minded community for you and people to hold you accountable. Yeah. You ladder.fit forward slash team Maximus. You sign up, you put in your email. How's this for accountability? We're not even asking for a damn credit card. Nope. You just try it out for a week to see if you like it. If you like it, join up you've got no reason to not do this yeah exactly you just get seven days free you don't even need a credit card that should be the easiest sell we're not trying to do the thing where we trick you into signing <laughs> up and then forget about it and then you get auto dinged on a credit card that you don't pay attention to you have full in a way you go here's what i want to wrap this up with though i've heard this more than ever in 2020 and in 2021 i'm lonely I'm isolated. I don't have people to talk to. I don't have people to motivate me. I don't know how to work out at home. Here's your solution. Community of like-minded people, 
You can chat with them all day. You can send video messages. It's like a souped up Instagram. We can all talk. We can all be friends. We can all help each other achieve their goals. Oh, and by the way, on top of that, I'm giving you two of the best damn coaches on the planet to help guide you every step of the way. And you're going to have access to these guys one-on-one. Yeah. How much? 60 bucks. Well, I can't afford that. Okay. Fair Didn't, enough. <laughs> you buy a $70,000 car and a four-wheeler. How, because how much have you been spending on Amazon per week since the pandemic bought started? A, bought a snowmobile or a <laughs> snow machine or whatever you, whatever you sled is what we call it in Canada. And didn't you, didn't you pay 1500 bucks for that damn PS5 on eBay because you wanted one pretty bad? Um, and because you bought it, you screwed some six-year-old out there who really wanted it for Christmas out of his Christmas dream. Didn't you just order an 80-inch TV? Didn't you order some useless junk from the grocery store? And didn't you just line up in the liquor store last Friday for three hours and come out with eight bottles of whatever the hell you drink? And you're you're the guy that's too good to drink Smirnoff, so you load it up on some Grey Goose. Get like, <laughs> out of here because you can't afford 60 bucks thing. What's it worth to you? You know what I mean? Like, what's it worth to you? And by the way, if you don't want to pay the 60 bucks, that's fine. But stop fucking complaining about yeah. how you don't have a community and you don't know what to do because you clearly have access and you chose not to do it. So just... You, you know what this you, you know what this sounds like to me? It's that, that thing in Dumb and Dumber. I can't believe there isn't a single job in this town. Yeah, unless you want to work 40 hours a week. Yep. <laughs> so just like if that's if that's your deal, then shut the fuck up, sit down on your couch, stuff your face with Doritos, and rather than feel guilty about it, enjoy the nacho cheese or cool ranch or there's a bunch of flavors of Doritos these days. Just enjoy every chip. Like it's your last. Yeah. Like if that's your deal, Joe, I'm cool. But like, don't tell me you didn't have the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you too, one of my biggest frustrations in life, like I, I was super fit. I lost that fitness. You know, I got huge. And, and when I finally got it back, uh, a, a big part of that was because I got into this CrossFit community and I had all of that all of a sudden. I had that team. I had these people looking out for me. I had a reason to show up other than like my own you know, self-interest. And it worked, you know, and, and I got super fit. And, and here I am. Right. It, it's been been quite a journey. But people would just trash on CrossFit when it especially when it was new. Of just like what these people think they invented this like. We've been working out at this gym for years and years and years. And it's like, you know what? That's awesome. But where the hell were you? Where the hell were you when people needed you? Because this thing wouldn't exist if any of these people felt welcome at your facility. And they clearly didn't. So if you're so good, if you're so smart, if you're such a great coach, where the hell have you been? And this app for us, this is us saying, here we are. And we've removed every barrier that we could think of to make sure that this is accessible to as many people as possible. Get it. You're going to go to ladder.fit, L-A-D-D-E-R dot F-I-T forward slash Team Maximus. But if you want to get better, you got to do something about it. You got to go to that website. You got to put your email in and sign it up. Like my, my wrestling coach used to say, Joe, hardest part's putting your shoes on. Like you got to just get going. Yeah. I want to end this with a funny story because I need to vent. All right. It's like when the guys at my jujitsu say to me, I don't understand why I'm not as good as you yet fucking idiot listen (laughs) and i'll tell you why you're never gonna catch me because i spent 
12 years of my life training six hours a day in the gym and then trying to fight every human that would appear in front of me at a bar on Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Like if you spend 12 years like that, like I'm sorry, your year going two to three times a week and then skipping your workouts because you're tired from jujitsu, it ain't going to cut it. I'm not, I'm not more gifted than you. I have a better chance than you. The instructors don't like me better. It's not that, you know, it's none of that. It's just, I just did the work you weren't willing to do. Let's just yeah. simplify the whole, and Joe, you wouldn't believe how much I hear this. I don't understand why we're not the same. Cause we're not the fucking same. Well, and, and who, who's gonna win, right? The guy who's been training one hour, three days a week for a year, or the guy who's training six hours a day, six days a week for a year. Like it's a pretty obvious answer, but at the end of the year, the one guy's saying, but we both just trained for a year. <laughs> like, no, no, not quite. Our years have not been the same. I don't that's, understand that's why, the why that guy's so fit. Well, how about two to three workouts a day for 27 years? Yeah. What, like, I, I'm sorry you tried it for a week and it was hard and you quit. <laughs> So anyway, guys, that's it. Rant over. Get the ladder dot fit forward slash T Maximus. And uh, we got to go think of a title for this. I don't know. But it was good. Because you're the last of a dying breed.